For Lucelli Luna, ghosts are more than just the family business. Shortly before Halloween, Lucelli and her best friend Sid cast a spell that accidentally awakens malicious spirits, wreaking havoc throughout St. Augustine. Together, they must join forces with Sid's witch grandmother, Babette, and her tubby-tabby chunk to fight the haunting head-on and reverse the curse to save the town and Lucelli's firefly spirits before it's too late. Treat Yourself, a book club podcast where each month we read a book and come together to discuss it. I'm Emma. I'm Christina. And I'm Hannah. And today we will be discussing Claribel Ortega's debut novel, Ghost Squad. Ghost Squad! So, (laughs) it's a great name. (laughs) It's a good name. But (laughs) to begin, we will be giving our non-spoiler reviews. So, Christina, what did you think of Ghost Squad. Um, I really liked it. I wish this kind of book was out when I was younger. And because this would have been like my favorite book when I was a juvenile. It's juvenile (laughs) fiction. (laughs) I don't know what age that technically is. (laughs) Because I didn't look it up. (laughs) Yes. But I loved it. It had all the elements I tend to like in a book. Magic. Ghosts, witches, <laughs> magic intrigue. and witches. <laughs> magic and witches. <laughs> Sometimes there's magic and there's not witches present. Fair. Yes. <sighs> Harry Potter references, you know, the like. <laughs> Lots of Goonies <laughs> references too. <laughs> oh oh yeah, we, we want to ask you. I'm gonna ask you now. Christina, have you seen the Goonies? Yes. Dang it. Why? I, Why did you think well, she well, hadn't? I was convinced she I had. Just, I'm I'm so convinced that people our age and younger have not seen the Goonies. No, people have our age seen have seen it, except for us. Yeah. <laughs> you I guys have, have not no, seen the no. Goonies. <laughs> no, Christina, we know. haven't seen like any movies. Christina, oh. no. Okay, the Goonies is a terrible movie. I watched the first ten minutes and I was like, yeah, this is really bad. Yeah. Correct. I mean, I was not impressed. And, um, well, I mean, I saw it when I was a kid and, oh, shoot, I forgot his name already. It starts with an S. Anyways, the little monster friend that they have, he really scared me when I was little. Mm. That's all I remembered (laughs) from the movie. Oh, no. (laughs) Okay. Well, we we probably should have, we'll get into the Goonies more, I'm sure. But Hannah, what did you think of Ghost Squad? Alright, so I'm going to start off by saying a little disclaimer that I was in a pretty anxious headspace while reading this book, so I had a really hard time focusing on it while I was reading it, and then because of this, I think I missed a bunch of things, and so I'm hoping my issues are going to be resolved through our discussion today, and when you all point (laughs) out things to me uh, that I missed... (laughs) Um, first off, I really did love the characters. I loved Sid. I thought she was adorable. Uh, her introduction was lovely. I just, she, she's just so ready to jump into anything and was really fun to follow around. I thought the magical elements were really interesting. 
I did kind of wonder about like the limits to the powers of some of the supernatural beings and like what they were able to do. Um, again, this might be something that I just missed while I was reading it, but it just kind of felt like some of the supernatural beings were like super powered at the end and only so-so throughout the rest of the book. And I don't know. <laughs> As for the plot, there were certain elements that I wanted the author to spend more time exploring. I wanted certain characters to interact more than they did in the story. And uh, it felt a bit choppy in places, like the transitions sometimes didn't seem to exist, which again, might just be my lacking of attention. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure. No, to, to, to interrupt you, there like... In the second half of the book, every chapter is like smash cut to the next scene. Okay, okay, so that just wasn't me. <laughs> that wasn't just my lack of attention. Okay. Just chapter ends, <laughs> chapter begins, new scene. Okay, perfect. Okay. New location. <laughs> I am a bit confused about how the problems in the story began, and I'm not sure <laughs> that was explained in the wrap up as well as it could have been. Yeah, we can dig into that a little bit more for sure. Yeah, I will say ultimately I did enjoy the story despite being uh, just in an anxious headspace because of 2020. Um, (laughs) That's my review of 2020. Um, (laughs) Yeah, maybe our next book should be happy. I didn't even think of that. I've only been reading like dark books. Dark um, books make me happy. I don't know. No, I know, I'm Christina. I, I I know, and and, and <laughs> you are confused, Christina. That's getting getting <laughs> off off topic again. All right, so to finish off my <laughs> my non spoiler review, review of the book. finish my yeah. non spoiler review. So yeah, so ultimately, I did enjoy the story. I think that kids would enjoy the adventures in the story, and I do think it is worth a read. Okay. Yes, I agree with basically everything Hannah said. I I do want to say that I did like this book. I'm going to poke every hole that can possibly poked into into it because that's just what we do on this show. And, <laughs> but it's all in good fun. I'm I did I did like it. I did think it was a good story. I thought the first half was better than the second half. The first half actually mm-hmm. took time to establish like character relationships mm. and sort of build up and then basically the second half when we sort of know what the problem is it's just immediately go 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 gotta solve the problem and yeah so the second half was a little too fast but it's a good book i think that's all i'm gonna say that's non-spoilery because i want to get in to so many things that happened in this book. Yes. Although, so Christina's, Christina likes the references. I generally don't like references. Um, I mean, she was a little heavy-handed with some of the Harry Potter references, I'm gonna say. Yeah, she might be regretting those Harry Potter references now, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, that's how I feel. Yep. <laughs> so I, but yeah, I don't... But who knew? You can't blame her for that. <laughs> I See, I don't like references when it's like I have to know what this thing is in order to understand the sentence you just wrote. Mm-hmm. So, for example, I'll give you an example. This is the last page of chapter seven, which also has a typo in it, which is not the author's fault. It's the editor's fault. <laughs> just in case the author is listening. 
Emma, Emma has to Emma has to um, to be mean to somebody in each episode. And this episode, okay. it's the editor. They did a bad job on their one mistake. You, they, there might have been more. I only caught one. You didn't let me correct the typo in Infinity Sun, which I believe is on page two ten, but I don't remember. But it's there. It's in the book. Go find it. Uh, Anna didn't let me correct that one, but I'm going to correct this one. But anyway, I'm going to read you this sentence. I'm going to read you the sentence as it's written and published in this book. And I think one of them was trying give me some sort of Dementor's kiss. And I shouldn't have to read an entirely different book to understand your book. You could have easily said the ghost was trying to suck my soul out. Or give me the kiss of death. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, A reference should be an added bonus. Mm -hmm. If they list the names of the cats and you realize, oh, these are the characters from the Goonies. That's that's a good reference. Mm. But if you just straight up tell me the cats are named after Goonies characters, that's... Ugh, I don't like it. But that's me personally and my yeah. hatred of the Goonies probably influenced I, that as well. I did make a note. I was like, obviously... If you, as a parent, are reading this to, like, your five- or six-year-old, they're not going to have seen The Goonies or probably Harry Potter. Right. But this could be, like, a good segue to be like, hey, let's watch that next. And then, like, it's, like, a good, like, bonding activity. Mm. I don't know. instantly regret it because The Goonies is full of swearing and is scary. Yeah. It, yeah. I was scared by it. Apparently it was filmed in Oregon, so that's kind of cool. But only if, like, you're an Oregonian and you're like, hey, it was filmed in our backyard, kids. Let's watch it. (laughs) Okay, that's it. Now we're going to spoil the book. So if you haven't read the book, stop listening. But if you have read the book or if you don't care about being spoiled, keep listening. Let's go. Chapter one, ghosts immediately. Mm -hmm. There's a thunderstorm. Little Lucelli is scared and... Grandma, or Mama, as she is known, Mm -hmm. comes to comfort her, but Mama is a ghost. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And so we we establish a bunch of things. Uh, Lucelli's father is named Simon, and his job is he runs a ghost tour. And he's also a history nerd and has historical figures, just paintings of them throughout the house. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. and that there's just the whole family of her family of ghosts. All her relatives basically tragically died somehow. I don't know. We didn't get an explanation of that. But... We got an explanation for some of them. For some but... of them, yeah. yeah. And so she keeps her relatives in a jar because they live part-time as fireflies. Yeah. So, and do you think that they embody fireflies 100% of the time and like you know when her grandmother is singing her a lullaby it's really a firefly sitting on her shoulder like and it's like I- a disembodied voice or it kind of turns into a ghost so I think for her she can see the ghosts like sometimes they're as fireflies and sometimes yeah. she sees them manifested for her father he can only see them as fireflies okay and at some points in the story it kind of 
I don't know why, but I pictured fireflies with the human faces. <laughs> but I don't, no. I don't know why, but in this situation, it seemed like that was what was going on. <laughs> uh, no, I disagree. <laughs> You're I don't wrong. know, maybe I was just, that's what I thought was funny. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so so we're we're sort of introduced to the the plot right away. Evil banker Mr. Vincent comes to the house mm-hmm. and he's like, "Simon, you need to pay up or you're going to be kicked out of your house." Yep. Even though Simon has made every single payment up to this point on time and in full, seems pretty harsh. Ugh. Seems pretty <laughs> realistic. Mm. <laughs> seems pretty mean I mean it did seem interesting that he actually showed up at their house to deliver that news instead of just like calling or a letter like this is your Mm, final notice yeah Yeah. and then we kind of learn in that same instant that their mom or Lucelli's mom abandoned them Mm -hmm. four years ago yeah yeah and I guess they don't really say why but and it sounds like she just abandoned the family. Yeah. But if I was living with a family full of ghosts, I would want to get out of there too. <laughs> I mean, I don't think she saw them, only yeah, her daughter. <laughs> if if my daughter and my husband see all these ghosts and they're just always around, no thank you. And they're hoarding a bunch of bugs in their room? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's a bit insensitive <laughs> to poor No, Lucelli. it totally is. <laughs> no, I know. Like, I'm, I'm glad that, I guess this is like super spoilers. I'm glad mom didn't come back, and I'm glad Lucelli kind of was like, yeah, I don't like my mom so much. Yeah. I'm glad that that was sort of the growth of the character. Yeah, because in the beginning, she's definitely like, oh, I hope mom comes back one day. Yeah, and saves us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. I'm. I'm not too sympathetic towards parents who abandon their children, but <laughs> yeah, that's another story. We're talking about this story mm-hmm. and. How Simon's got to do a great ghost tour to sort of like drum up more business and Mm -hmm. save the home. It's going to be amazing. Okay, so then, so he's doing his ghost tour and it's revealed that his ghost tour is faked. And I'm just like, but ghosts are real. So why do you need to fake it? I was wondering why their relatives didn't help out with the ghost tour because in the first chapter when they're all eating breakfast doesn't tia milagros or somebody like throw something across the room and simon notices it so well yeah they're all eating breakfast and he makes a comment like crazy how a bunch of ghosts can make so much so such a big mess you know because yeah. he has to clean up all the breakfast that they all eat. Like these, yeah, the ghosts eat. The ghosts are eating breakfast. Which is breakfast. weird. Yeah. So that's what I was wondering from the beginning. I'm like, how is his tour doing so terribly when he has real ghosts at his disposal? Because <laughs> he doesn't use them. Yeah. Yeah. So during this tour, something happens to Mama. Yeah, so Lucelli is supposed to play the fake ghost sounds, Mm -hmm. which she does, but then Mama, like, calls out or screams or something, 
and possesses Lucelli mm-hmm. and says, they're coming. A darkness is approaching. Yeah. So it's it's dire stuff already. Mm-hmm. We, we're losing the house and Mama is like, going crazy. Mm-hmm. And then I, I guess I... I didn't quite grasp like what happened. I don't know if I was distracted at the time when I was listening to this, but it seems like Mama gets like something happens to her mm-hmm. during this incident where she's like I don't know is she like tortured a little bit like pulled into the underworld like yeah it's kind of like mm. um, something's chasing her. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Something harms her a bit, perhaps. We we don't know, and we don't really learn. <laughs> but it's fine. Yeah, but Lucelli's worried for her well-being. I don't mm-hmm. want to say health, because yeah. she's already dead. But uh, worried for her well-being and is worried that she's gone forever, for real this time. Yeah, because her firefly light flickers out. Mm-hmm. Or it's at least very weak at this point. I don't know if it's completely out. Yeah, I don't remember. Yes. Yeah. And another thing with losing the house that really concerns Lucelli is that they're, all of her relatives are tied to this willow tree in their backyard. So if they yeah. lose the house, if they move, then they lose access to that willow tree. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're like buried under the willow tree, but... no. Their spirits are tied to it. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's where all the fireflies hang out and where their spirits are tied to, like you were saying, all of the cocuyos. Is that how you... Yeah. The fire the, the fireflies. Yeah. Because, yeah, I, I meant to look at that, but I, I assume this is, uh, since they mentioned it's from the Dominican Republic, that this is... That was the pronunciation they did in the audiobook, cocuyos. Okay. But no, yeah. I, I was just assuming this was like a cultural thing from the Dominican Republic. The idea of the spirits of dev- dead loved ones living on as fireflies or cuckoos. Mm-hmm. Correct. Cool. Well, in no time to mourn, we gotta go to school. Yeah. Gotta go to school. But you know what? We're introduced to Sid, and she's like, we're gonna get revenge. And that's why I loved her yeah. so much. Because <laughs> what was she's let me find funky. her opening line? I because yeah, the the very first time you are introduced to Sid, the very first thing she says is, "Let's find Mr. Vincent's house after school and slash his tires." Oh my gosh! Yeah. Well, anyway, they go to class. It's not said which class this is, but Mr. Lopez is the teacher, and he gives them. The strangest history lesson ever. He's like, we're going to learn about this witch coven that has no historical significance other than to the plot of this book. Yeah, it was an interesting lesson to be taught. Like, today's lesson is Las Brujas Moradas. Yeah. The I mean, it does sound coven. like it, they're, it's close to Halloween, so... Mm, true. Okay. So that does make sense, you know? Yes. Yeah, that does make sense. It, it, it is a lesson about, like, the history of the town. These these witches lived in St. Augustine mm-hmm. at one point. Yeah, they came from Spain, and then they lived there, and they had a book of spells that was lost. Yeah. Yeah. So Sid's like, we could totally find it. Yeah. yeah. My grandma's a witch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll find it. It'll wake up Mama. Like, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. So, of course, 
Next, they're like, let's visit your grandmother, Sid. And that's Babette. And she has a witch shop. And I wrote, is a witch? Well, yeah, because the book kept... So, I don't know that they oh, yeah. ever, when they introduced her... She's obviously her, a witch. She's, they do, they imply, but I yes. don't know that they ever are like, she is a witch. Because they're like, yes. the something-something outside the house is enchanted to look like this, or feel yeah. like this. And I was like, but you said it was like an occult shop, or I was picturing, like, I don't know, like some kind of tourist trap thing at yeah. first. Yeah. But then, I don't know, then I was like, wait, I guess it's actually enchanted. This is, she's actually magical. But it's unclear if Lucelli and Sid know that. Right. But they keep saying like, oh, she enchanted this to make it look like a real frog. And it's like, okay, you keep saying that. But then I feel like you're shocked when you find out she is a real witch. Yeah, it's like, Mm -hmm. I think in their children she's clearly a witch i like their children so i think they're like she's a witch she's a witch but they're like no like she's not really a witch you know but she's a witch you know like she enchants like a thorn bush to attack them she does and they suspect that the cat's spying on them from the very get-go like from the very start of the book they suspect the cats are spying on yeah but okay and then also i have to say this but that's bobbles I love the name of the shop. <laughs> it's cute. <laughs> Babette's Baubles. I like saying it too. It's my favorite. They go to her shop and they know that she is a secret bookcase. Or not a secret bookcase. That's what I wrote in my notes. But basically, Like a secret room the, behind a bookcase. Uh, yes. The, the, you pull out the right book, the bookcase opens up, there's a secret room. Yes. And, and they're like the the brujas brujas moradas. Their book could be in that area. Yeah, I feel like they mentioned like remembering seeing some mysterious book at one point in the past mm-hmm. that they got in trouble for like looking at before. Yeah, and they suspect that's that book. Yeah, because I think they yes. got caught before when they discovered her secret room, and right, and they were told, yes. like, yeah. do not go in there, do not touch anything in there, that's not for you to meddle with. Yeah, or I'll make you dust every book on every bookshelf in this shop. Yes. But of course that's what they do. They they find it, they, they find a book that has spells in it, and the last owner was an Anastasia M., we don't know her last name. It just begins with the letter M at this point. Mm-hmm. And they they barely get out of there before Babette comes back in. But so they they had sort of asked her like, "Hey, what do you know about Las Brujas Moradas?" I don't. I feel like she says, "I don't know anything." Well, I mean, she yeah. gives them a book about. Yeah, that's what them. I'm getting to. After yeah. after they steal a book from her, she's like, "Hey, I actually have this book: Magic and the Occult: A History." I found yeah. it in a graveyard. She does lecture them real quick that she's like, they were good witches. And, you know, like, don't listen to the things you say saying that they were bad witches. You know, I don't know why, but I was like immediately suspicious of her. I don't know. Mm. Like, I was like, uh, is she evil? <laughs> I, I thought she was evil. <laughs> mm. I was kind of predicting at this point. I was like, are Lucelli and Sid, I, I think there's later in the book when 
when Mama tells Luceli that there are two ancient orders that are a part of this town. I was like, are Luceli and Sid like rival orders? But yes. now they're like coming together. Yes. I did wonder that. Lu- Luceli is obviously part of the one order. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm-hmm. ah, but that's the evil order. Yes, I know. I knew it. That's when I figured it yes. out. Or at least I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That conversation is actually in the next chapter, but before that, okay, so Luceli is like, Anastasia M, that could be Anna McMasters, who ran away at 17, and her parents just uh, created a mausoleum for her anyway and buried some of her stuff in there. So we should break into this mausoleum and And break into her tomb. Well, yeah, because in the back of the book they found, there were pages missing. Mm-hmm. So, so they're like, maybe we can find the pages there. Yeah, the pages that we need, because there weren't any spells in that book that apply to our situation. Mm-hmm. Yes. And Luceli was also, she also said that she saw the skeleton keys for, I guess, the graveyard in the secret bookcase room. Yeah. <laughs> That's Convenient. one of my, my notes, secret bookcase room. Like... <laughs> Why couldn't I write coherently and think I could speak it coherently later? Um, but anyway, they're going to have to go back to get the keys. So we cut back to Luceli's house. And she's she's prepping for her, her big night of grave robbing by making a grilled cheese. Mm-hmm. Yes, and we get a, another episode with her relatives undergoing some terrible times. Mm-hmm. This one is Manny, her, who yeah. is her ghost cousin. Who died in a terrible uh, car accident when mm-hmm. he was pretty young. Yeah. Um, so he's starting to lose his memories as a ghost now. He's becoming cold as ice. And then all of a sudden, everyone is transported to the past. Yes. And Lucelli's all of a sudden in a forest, in the forest surrounding the willow tree mm-hmm. in some sort of past. Yeah, and there's like this mist monster that's attacking the tree, but... Mama comes and defeats it. Mm-hmm. And she mm-hmm. says, uh, and that's when she talks about how that they are one of two ancient orders protecting St. Augustine. So, yes. I, like, I knew the orders weren't rival orders, but I kind of wanted them to be. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But who knows what happens over time? They could become rival orders and one becomes evil. And mm. oh, who knows? True. <laughs> we like all of a sudden came up with this whole other novel in our head. Yeah. <laughs> there, you know, there were a bunch of things where I'm like, I want this to happen. I'm not saying that what I want to happen is better than what happened. Mm. Yeah. But I'm just like, oh, it would have been cool if this happened. Right. But what happened was fine. Yeah. Yeah, of course. And makes it a lot less complicated than the, like, <laughs> rival orders, but now they're coming together, whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe we're thinking of the adult version. Uh, yeah. Like, like, true. We're thinking of, like, a 500-page novel. Yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah, it was at this point where I was also wondering, like, we wondered why the ghosts didn't help out with the ghost tour but i was also kind of wondering why babette didn't help out with the ghost tour couldn't she enchant some things and she has her own shop to run no i know but 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 yeah i don't know because she's trying to solve the problems with the fireflies and their spirits being drained and whatever like monster is coming but still i was like she could have asked babette to like 
yes. help out her dad so that they could keep the house. <laughs> well, it sounds like they're terrified of Babette. So I feel like they're not asking her for favors because they're terrified of her. Mm. Yeah. That's why I thought she was evil because they're so obviously terrified of her. Like they're just tiptoeing around her this entire first bit of the novel. But towards the end of the novel, I feel like they could have asked her for help. (laughs) But they have a whole lot of, a whole host of other issues to solve first. That's true. But anyway, they go back to Babette's house to steal the keys. And I wrote, Babette, definitely a witch, because she causes the bushes to attack them. When they (laughs) run out of the house, she thinks somebody broke into her house. And she's like, I'm gonna get you. Yeah. Um, But whatever, they, they get away and they go to the mausoleum. And they find some pages. Yeah. They also randomly see the mayor in the cemetery. Yeah, so they they find the pages that they're in Latin, but then they magically turn into English. And it's a spell to wake the sleeping. And they're like, that sounds perfect. So they cast... They Well, they read the spell. I'm not going to say they cast the spell. They read the spell and they're like, mm, doesn't seem like anything happened. Uh, but then they leave and they see the mayor. Yeah. In the mausoleum, they they do they see the mayor and he has glowing eyes. Well, they don't seem too shaken up about it. <laughs> They're just like, "What's the mayor doing here? Weird." So Lucelli is this the next day at school, and you know they were going to meet up at the library after school and sort of talk over what happened last night, what are they going to do next, everything. And so we find out stuff about Las Brujas Moradas. Uh, it's obviously not interesting because I didn't write it down. <laughs> and they're like, we could find, we need to just check every graveyard to find more spells. We need more spells. And then ghosts, like a thunderstorm just uh, happens and ghosts attack them and they have to escape the library. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> but anyway, now they're going to go. There's there's conveniently a school field trip to City Hall. And they're like, we can spy on the mayor who yeah. might be some sort of ghost. Or involved in Mama's disappearance. Yeah. So they, they, the, the field trip uses the buddy system, the flawless buddy system. Yeah. Except for the fact it. that they go together <laughs> to, <laughs> they sneak away and they have a tape recorder that they put in like a mailbox right outside the mayor's office. Mm-hmm. And they get some Ingenious. pretty pretty sweet info from <laughs> from this tape recording. Yeah. What exactly uh, did they overhear the mayor saying? I did not write it down. So he's talking to unknown people. We don't we don't know the our characters don't know. We don't know. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it's funny because <laughs> he's like, "Oh, do I have to explain the plan to you again?" Yeah. <laughs> It's like, that's convenient. So (laughs) they must collect souls before the full... So Halloween this year, there's going to be a full moon on Halloween. And they must collect souls before the full moon on Halloween to complete the ritual. And the town will be distracted by the Halloween festival. And then we will outnumber them and the town will be ours to control. Mm-hmm. I do think they also mentioned the fireflies specifically. They're like, oh, those dang fireflies are yeah, in the way. Yeah, they mentioned the fireflies, <laughs> the witch, and the cat. Ah, yes. Yes. The key players. The key players. 
But yeah, I don't know. When they're sneaking off from the field trip, they make a comment about how the teacher, like, oh, he's going to do his count after we go to the bathroom, and then he's not going to count us again until, like, lunchtime. So that's why it's okay for us to run away. And I'm like, no, no, teacher, no. (laughs) I'm (laughs) counting my kids. Maybe it's just because I'm an anxious person. I count them, like... Every two minutes, <laughs> like, oh my are you all here? I I need to make well, sure. Well, they're like in middle school, so I I think they're they don't expect their kids to run away every five seconds. Fair. I don't know. You still have a responsibility to make sure everyone is there. <laughs> yes, but I mean, we're talking the difference between six year olds and twelve year olds, which I know you're yeah. teaching like eight year olds now, Hannah, but still. <laughs> it's a big difference yeah Yeah. okay all right i i can forgive (laughs) this one it caused me a lot of anxiety (laughs) it would be great if the teacher was like where were you girls i count every five seconds (laughs) yeah i'm an anxious person where are you where were you uh well uh that happens and Somehow they come to the decision that they should go to El Castillo de San Marcos. I think because it's a really haunted place. I don't mm-hmm. really know why they go here. Or yeah. what the point of this scene I'm, was. I'm not sure why they know, chose that one. lost, actually. <laughs> but no, this is when Sid, she brings some ghost catchers yeah. that are based off of the TV show Phantom Hunters. So obviously... Yes these ghost catchers are going to work really, really well. Well, they find a secret passageway in this... This is like a tourist location where there are people all around. Wait, no, they also bring Macarena and Frankie, two of the fireflies, with them to act as like a warning system. Yes. And kind of as bait for the ghosts as well. So yeah, they, they find a secret passage and then immediately... Before they even, like, explore what's in this passage, they find a ghost who then tries to kill them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and Macarena and Frankie were trying to warn them of danger, but they just ignored it and went there anyway and came across these ghosts. Um, So, yeah, Frankie and Macarena fight off the ghosts and the girls escape. And I'm looking back on this. What was the point of this scene? I Because they don't explore the secret room. The ghosts that they find, like, okay, we know that ghosts are hostile. We kind of had that inkling from earlier, mm-hmm. but what was the point of the scene? I don't know. I feel like I... it was just, uh... Oh, no, because they were like trying to an... catch ghosts. For some reason, okay, they were trying why? to catch ghosts to <laughs> learn. Were they going to interrogate them? I don't know why... I was I was so confused I didn't take any notes. <laughs> that's that's when you should take notes. <laughs> no, Just what's I going disagree. Because <laughs> then you'll be even more confused later when we're talking about it. Yeah, that's true. I guess. Oh uh, no. no, it's it's oh because there's a line where Sid says, "Well, we have to do something about the poltergeist problem because now there's like." the hauntings that are going all over town. Yeah. So maybe maybe that's why. Maybe kid logic was they heard the mayor's conversation of we're going to take over like 
we're going to outnumber them. We're going to take over the town and we're going to yeah. collect all their souls. And they're like, okay, let's just kill ghosts now. <laughs> and okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Let's So let's go to the most haunted place and just bag them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it doesn't work. So then they do some research. And that's when they find out that the spell that they cast was actually a curse. Yeah. And the only way to stop Oops. the curse is with the counterspell from El Libro de Lobos. And so they're like, we should go... You know, Babette said that she found a book in a graveyard. We should go back to exploring graveyards for books and spells and whatnot. Just ask Babette at this point. I know. I know. That's... <laughs> Just talk to her. It's like, I know that Babette is going to be the key to all this. Why can't these characters mm -hmm. see that she's the key to all this? Mm-hmm. I know. The painter is such, like, a unapproachable person. And I get it, like, when you're a kid, like, adults can seem so unapproachable, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that's the point of all that. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> so they go back to the graveyard. And they this time they go to the Huguenot, right? Or the Huguenot. Yeah, so... Mm -hmm. Yeah, Lucelli is having a sleepover weekend with Sid at Babette's house, and they sneak out with... Lucelli brought some fireflies with her, Macarena and Benny, and they're like, yeah, let's let's go to this cemetery. Let's bring Chunk the cat with us, because mm -hmm. why not? Yeah. Oh, I wrote this. This note has nothing to do with anything, but... So before their graveyard adventure, Sid is like, here is everything that I have. I've got this. I've got salt. I've got new, better ghost catchers. I've got yes. a candle that invokes the god of war. And I'm like, this is the second <laughs> book we've read that mentions the god of war. Yes, I did take note of that. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so what was I, the other one? <laughs> it's the heads of Cerberus. Oh, jeez. <laughs> You should listen to our episode. <laughs> yes, I... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh man. Okay, so Luce, so they go to the graveyard and Lucelli is like, we should split up to cover more ground. And Sid is like, no, 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 no. And so I, I wrote, Sid is super into ghost hunting, but super scared of ghosts. Is this Christina? Wow, so rude, but also yes. <laughs> Just, Christina, I've heard too many stories of you being stuck on the couch because you watch too many ghost hunting shows. <laughs> and you're was, too scared to get up. That was me as a child, for sure. <laughs> I, like, I feel like I related to Sid because I would have the backpack full of, like, here's all my supplies. I got the salt. I got the candle. I got all this. But then I'd be like, I can't move, guys. I'm scared. <laughs> yeah. Should we stay together? <laughs> you go in first. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, they, they go to a different mausoleum. Mm -hmm. And there's a ghost attack once again. Uh, but they use their salt and are able to run away. But once again, they see Mayor Anderson mm -hmm. standing in the doorway. Oh. Mm -hmm. What's up with this creep? Well, we find out because the, the ghost mayor then attacks them. Yeah, I think Sid actually calls him Mayor Creepy. <laughs> yeah. I write, Mayor Creepy, for sure. <laughs> so they have like a mini fight with the ghost mayor. And then they, they're like, we want to go to the church that was in that graveyard. 
And this is when they meet. Who do they meet, Christina? Oh, they meet the guy who's missing his teeth. And he needs a little bit of help. So he asks him for help. And he's really cute. <laughs> yeah, it's Judge John Stickney, who died in 1882. And he's like, excuse me, uh, can you please help me? And they kind of mm-hmm. just like turn away from him. And then he's like, hey, I'm talking to you. And they're like, oh, sorry? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. The voice actor who did the voice was like, really funny. I don't know. He's like, oh, excuse me. Can you help me for my teeth? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so <laughs> they really got into that role. Yeah. I appreciated it. <laughs> Backtracking a little bit, at one point the mayor did come to Babette's house to be like, come oh, right. to the grand festival party thing yeah the halloween festival that we're having on halloween <laughs> didn't they get a little snippy with each other in that yeah, yeah. she's like get out of my house yeah in that exchange uh, <laughs> like why are you here <laughs> yeah but so i i wanted judge john to to play a bit of a bigger role i figured he would me too i thought well because i was like okay ghost squad that's the name of this book is it because they fight ghosts, or is it because they have a squad of ghosts? Mm. And it's kind of both, but I wanted more of a squad of ghosts. I wanted them to, like, sort of get more than just Lucelli's ghost family to help. Mm. I wanted them to sort of, like, gather a couple more ghosts. Mm-hmm. Like, these... I wanted more, like, kooky characters like this. Yeah, yeah. He was my... Like, he was, like, the only kooky character. Yeah. There need to be more. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, we got we got a couple more ghost attacks before then. Cause they lost Chunk. They, they yeah. Oh, Christina Chunk is missing. Chunk is missing. Oh my gosh. But yes. they see her by the church. Although they keep they so they want to go to the church and they are walking and walking and the church keeps getting farther away. But so then they kind of stop and they have the encounter with Judge John, and then they're like Chunk is missing and they're like oh is that her over there by the church. And then they mm-hmm. immediately are able to go into the church. So that was kind of weird, but whatever. They're in the church now looking for the cat. Being attacked by a ghost dragon. A ghost dragon. Oh my gosh. Yes. Okay. Well, anyway, there's a dragon ghost. So, yeah, so they get into the church. There's this dragon ghost that's just going to kill them. Yes. But who saves them? Babette. Babette shows up, defeats the ghost, no problem. Yes, I said, oh my god, Babette is helping them. Mm -hmm. I don't know why, but I def thought she was evil. (laughs) (laughs) Smash cut. This is when the smash cuts begin. Smash cut to their back at Babette's, explaining Mm -hmm. what's happened in the story so far to her. And she Mm. obviously already knew everything about Although she does say... Man, like, how did I not know you had taken my book? That, okay, yeah, she does point that out. And I was like, how did you not know that they had snuck into your secret room and taken your book? Aren't you like a witch that sees everything? Also, that cat definitely was spying on them for you when they were taking the book. Yeah. I thought for sure that you had seen that, at least. Yeah, uh, she does explain to them that uh, you guys cast the spell, so you have to be the ones to cast the counter spell. Which you still haven't found, but we'll find it together now, because now we're all going to work together, and I'm going to teach you how to catch a ghost. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And Sid is super excited. Yes, her life. She has always wanted to be part mm-hmm. of a group that fights magical beings <laughs> with magic. Although she might not be able to learn magic because she hasn't displayed any magical powers yet. Yes, other than that spell that they cast, but whatever. <laughs> it's yeah. unclear what, like, how magic works in this world. Yeah. Right, right. I mean, it could have all come from Luselli, but who knows? And Babette kind of says that. She's like, who knows? Could display it, but I don't want to get your head's hopes up, you know? Yeah. Uh, so Babette is teaching them about ghosts. She's like, look, I have this ghost catcher. I can make ghost catchers for you two. It has to be uh, an object that means a lot to you. Yes. Okay, this is my favorite. So Lucelli yes. is like, I know exactly what it is. It's gonna be my mama's jar that I that I keep her in. It's gonna catch ghosts now. And Sid, it's chunk. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, it ends up being the amulet around Chunk's neck. Yeah. Yeah. When she said chunk, I was like, what? <laughs> but I thought they were gonna take the amulet off Chunk's neck. And, you know, hold that. But no, she carries Chunk around with her and just shoves Chunk at the ghost. Which is even better. (laughs) (laughs) I loved that imagery. Yeah. (laughs) It was amazing. So we get get hints of who our main villain could possibly be. The spell that they cast was by Eliza Braggs, who hated witches... Uh, like accuse them of hexing her son or something. Mm-hmm. So she she sort of is the one who took down Las Brujas Moradas back in the day. Mm-hmm. So they they think that her ghost may be behind this, or that she's behind it. Maybe they don't know it's her ghost yet, but I know it's her ghost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we all know. And they tell Babette about the mayor conversation that they tape recorded. And she's like, yeah, he might be in on it. And I'm like, you kicked him out of your house earlier. Don't you already, like, know that he's evil? Why were you so mean to him? Maybe she just really doesn't like him. Maybe she just doesn't (laughs) like politicians. Yeah. She just hates the government. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. They are officially the ghost squad now. They coined that name for themselves. They're like, we're doing it. We're going to catch some ghosts. We're going to find some spells. We're going to go to St. Augustine Memorial Cemetery with our ghost catchers ready to... And our matching black leather jackets Mm -hmm. that Sid commissions Babette to make. She has time. (laughs) And Chonk gets one. (laughs) Don't worry, the cat is wearing a jacket. Yeah, because she has time to make all of these jackets plus all of the ghost catchers. Yeah. I think she just has them laying around. This is overnight. Like, the the last ten chapters are, like, two days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy, crazy what happens in this amount of time. But this is a children's novel, so... <laughs> That's true. There, there's no time. We gotta, we gotta go. Oh, okay. Also, um, um, so Babette asks Lucelli to bring some of her Firefly relatives mm-hmm. that maybe could help in this ghost fight. You know, and she's like, oh, my uncle Celestino would be perfect. He builds, he makes booby traps. I'm like, Mm -hmm. what? What is he 
do? Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> why does he make booby traps? What did he do when he was alive? <laughs> <laughs> I did like, not pick up random. on that. <laughs> why great. does he make booby traps? I have so many questions. Well, but it's one sentence. <laughs> yeah, that, that does not factor into. There are no ghost booby traps in this book. Yeah. Does he even end up making any? I don't even remember. I don't think he's even mentioned again. I don't think yeah. so, yeah. Poor Uncle Celestino. Okay, so they go to a mausoleum again, and they find they find another ghost, and they they find a piece of rolled parchment in the casket. Smash cut back to Babette's house. Yes. <laughs> I don't even write what the parchment is. What is the parchment? <laughs> oh, the parchment is a map. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's the map. Oh. oh. I should have refunded it. Yeah. Yeah, okay, uh, I, wrote, so, I wrote that later. Yeah, so it's like a map that yeah. describes, like, the possible location of where the scroll could be. Yeah, it just, it has these magical markings that appear and disappear. And it's marking the next cemetery that they go to. Uh, and Babette's like, yeah, I know the cemetery. Uh, I need to get something of mine from here. It's in this catacomb. Don't worry about it, Hannah. Don't worry <laughs> about skeletons. <laughs> yup. Wait, what was it? I forgot. So they, she gets her finder keeper, which is this arrow that oh, points right. you in the direction of what you're looking for. Ah. Uh. But so they, they get the finder keeper and something crazy happens. So they get the finder keeper and then they turn around and Chunk is huge. Oh yeah. And oh, tells yeah. them to run away. Speaks to them <laughs> in like this deep voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because then, because yeah, the the reference for this was, uh, I think that if Chunk grew five times her normal size and spoke like Lionel Richie, yeah, <laughs> you should probably just trust her and go. Yes. So they yes. they do. They run away. They fight another mist monster, and they're like, Lucelli, you have to go back. We didn't. We uh, the Finder Keeper was pointing in the catacombs to where the spell is. The spell was in the catacombs all along. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they get it, but it's written in illegible script. Mm. What will they do? So they have, you know, another another hard cut. Uh, half the spell has been transcribed. And it's already Halloween. I I really needed a countdown to this book from the beginning. Like, when is Halloween? But it's, it's Halloween. Mm. Yeah. The Halloween festival is happening. But they only have half the spell. They need the whole spell, but they don't have it. And this is what I was hoping for, and it didn't happen in the book. I was like, okay, this spell is written in cursive. Who knows cursive? Judge John Stickney. (laughs) He'll translate the spell for them. That'd be cute. That did not happen. You need to find his teeth in order for him (laughs) to... In order to understand what he's saying. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that would have been good. But but it didn't happen, but that that's okay. Um, there's also a riddle in the spell uh, that's hinting at some sort of location that they're supposed to go to. Yes, okay. Mm-hmm. So, while in the catacombs, Babette uh, is, like, out of commission. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? And yeah. then, so when they do that, this is why I'm having a hard time remembering. It's because of all these smash cuts. Like, 
Yeah. There's mm-hmm. just like a lot of lost time in the book. So I'm like, yeah. is this lost time in my memory or is this lost time literally because it just wasn't there in the book? Yeah. So they kind of just cut back to her shop or her house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's like recovering and yeah. she wakes up and she's like, how much have you guys translated so far? And that's when they are like, this is what we have. And they start to recite what they have so far. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And she's like, good job. Let's go to the Halloween festival. It's too late. It's already Halloween. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. I'm caught up. I understand what happened. (laughs) I totally was there. I remembered what happened, but I was just like, uh. Okay. So they're at the Halloween festival. Dad's there. Also known as Simon. He's dressed as the Tin Man. In case you need to know that. Okay, uh, Mayor Anderson is, like, emceeing the whole thing. He's like, oh, yeah, gonna have a yeah. great time. Also, here's my ghost army attacking mm-hmm. everyone. <laughs> and we find out Mayor Anderson <laughs> no is... No big deal. Mayor Anderson is, is Eliza Braggs, the woman who hated Las Brujas Moradas. Mm-hmm. And he's just possessed, right? No, he's he- not... Yeah, he's... she she took on his guys, but he is like locked in a closet somewhere. Yeah, he was kidnapped. Oh, okay. Gotcha. And not possessed. He was okay. snapped. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, so ghosts attacking everyone. Lucelli figures out the riddle. We need to go to the lighthouse. And Babette's like, oh yeah, that's where Las Brujas Moradas used to meet. It's like, oh, well, thanks a lot for making me figure this out when you knew mm. that all along. <laughs> Yep. But they go to the lighthouse. Yes. And, okay, they're like, we need to cast a spell, but also this spell is to get rid of all ghosts, so it might get rid of the fireflies. Yeah. Yikes. So Lucelli kind of spaces out and then is basically sucked into another dimension. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's back at the first cemetery they visited, and there are just thousands Thousands of spirits attacking mm-hmm. everything. Including the judge. Yes, he is. He comes to rescue her, yeah. Yes, he, there, there's like, there's the evil spirit army, and then there's the, the fireflies, and Judge John, and some other ghosts who and are. And Las Brujas. And Las Brujas show up. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and I think Judge John's the one who says, like, clear a path for the little yeah. girl. <laughs> yes. Although it probably sounded more like Unless he found his teeth. It's like I'm there. I don't remember. <laughs> but but then like the witches and the fireflies are the one who really clear the path. But you know, he's there yeah. too. Doing his best. He's helping out. So Lucilli wakes up and she's like, I know the rest of the spell. She does. Yes. Uh, so she figured it out. She, that the last half of the spell, it needed a personal touch. It needed to be something from her. So Lucelli and Sid, they cast the spell and Lucelli, the key, the the key is love. The key is love. (laughs) She needed to name the name, the, the three people she loves the most, which are Simon, Mama, and Sid. Mm-hmm. Not her mom. Which is cute. Yeah, forget about her. Exactly. I'm I that yeah, Sid Sid brings that up at the end. Which we are at the yeah. end. 
is two days later, the ghost army defeated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything is fine. Babette wiped everyone's memory with an enchanted newspaper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although Mayor Anderson was ghost-snapped yeah. and is telling everyone he was ghost-snapped. But... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the poor mayor. He, yeah. <laughs> I would love a sequel and, like, have the mayor as a character, like, to know how he actually is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why didn't she wipe the mayor's memory? I, maybe she did. Maybe she's like, oh, he just didn't read the newspaper yet. Yeah, maybe he didn't read the newspaper. <laughs> maybe. He's like, I'm too traumatized to read the newspaper. I've been ghost-napped. <laughs> so, but anyway, okay, everybody's memory was wiped, but... For some reason, Simon's business is doing great because of the ghost incident that nobody remembers? Yeah, I wasn't clear about that. Maybe she put in a different memory? Well, so it, so she wrote an article that was like, Lucelli and Sid saved the town because the lighthouse light went out and they turned it back on. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, there was a huge storm going on during the entire thing. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm also confused about how all of this started because... Yeah, we didn't talk about Like, Mama knew something... Knew something bad was coming. Yeah. But then they cast the spell that raises the ghost army, but somehow... Is it Eliza who instigated all of this? I'm confused. It's unclear when Eliza started her plan. Because it it also sounds like someone corrupted the spell and made it into a curse, right? And that person was Eliza. Yeah, it could be that they were tools in Eliza's plan. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe Eliza had started all of this and her powers were just greater because the veil was thinner because of the full moon plus it being close to Halloween and then so she already had more powers Okay, but then she just couldn't actually take over the mayor's body until they performed the spell well well, she didn't take over his body (laughs) well you know like transform into him yeah uh, until okay be a solid visible happened. person yeah, okay until they perform that spell so that she just had to instigate them or create the event that would instigate Lucelli to want to find that spell okay perhaps i do yeah i think villain needed to be more developed, like, what they were doing, why they were doing it. Yeah, we needed that villain monologue to be like, I did this because this is how I did it, and you were mm. just a pawn in my game, and, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I've been using you all along, ha ha ha. Which, I don't know, is cliche, but it would have actually helped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Overall, I really liked it. It's, I mean, it's a children's novel. I liked it. Yeah. yeah. It was good for what it was. Yeah. Well, all right. Uh, we've discussed Ghost Squad. We liked Ghost Squad. But, Hannah, I'll start with you. Do you have any recommendations for books like Ghost Squad? Uh, as always, my recommendation is just very loosely related as in it's another middle grade book 
is really the only connection. So my recommendation is a book called Front Desk by Kelly Yang. It's about Mia and her family who moved to America from China and they end up running a motel. Um, This book covers a lot of heavy and relevant topics, including racism, discussions on generational wealth and the lack thereof, uh, poverty, racial profiling and policing, immigration, healthcare in the United States, verbal abuse, gender issues, and loan sharks. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And... And this is all encountered by our main character, Mia, who is 10 and who runs the front desk of the motel for her parents whenever she isn't in school. And throughout the story, I did find myself thinking, like, this is too much, and then quickly realizing that, no, that's just my privilege speaking, especially because at the end in the author's note, you find out that much of the story actually happened to her when she was younger and is based on true events. No! Yes! 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 Oh, it broke my heart. So much of it was based off of true events. She went to... Side note, and I don't know if we need to include this. She went to college at 13. What? Wow. Yeah. Good for her. That is like, intense. Anyway. So, so yeah. I think that it's a really important book that everyone should read. And I believe there is actually a sequel coming out really soon uh, to when we're recording this. So I think in September, there's supposed oh, to be... Oh, be out. Yeah, so it'll already be out, uh, but there is a sequel coming to this, and so I'm curious to see how the story is continued. I thought that was a very good middle grade book. All right. Christina, do you have any recommendations? Yes. Mine is not a middle grade book. Mine is for much younger grades, but uh, I read it when I was really young. And I thought it was really, really scary. So maybe it is something you want to read when you're in middle grade. It's called In a Dark, Dark Room and Other Scary Stories. <laughs> retold, retold by Alvin Schwartz. <laughs> but I remember distinctly uh, this one story about a girl who had a always wore a ribbon around her neck. I've oh, heard about I that. that. Yeah, because she... Because her head was decapitated. Yeah. Yeah. Why is that for children? Exactly, right? So, uh, yeah. Scary. That's really scary. uh, That's my recommendation. I don't know. I, I, I don't read juvenile fiction that much, but I do like that book a lot. (laughs) Okay. Well, I have two recommendations but i really only have one recommendation because the book i want to recommend is a sequel so i have to recommend the first one Ah. just to to make it clear uh so i am the book i want to recommend is the well wishers by edward eager but Mm. it's the sequel to magic or not they are definitely juvenile fiction which is now known as middle grade i suppose but anyway the Well-Wishers is my favorite of Edward Eager's books, and for me, I'm recommending it because it's sort of, it's to show the evolution of the genre of kids riding bikes having semi-magical adventures, mm. <laughs> which, you know, the the author was inspired by the 80s of 
plenty of movies where that happened, but for me, this is from the 60s, and it happens. And so this book is great because each chapter is from a different character's point of view, which, you know, that's like the trend in young adult fiction right now. And I was like, it started all right here. This is the first book that ever did that. But I want to read you the first page of this book because I read it and I laughed out loud. So (laughs) here we go. I know people who say they can read any kind of book except an iBook. And sometimes I think I agree with them. When I say iBooks, I mean the kind where somebody tells a story and it starts out, little did I think when I first saw the red house, how large it would loom in my life. And later on, The person sees a sinister stranger digging a grave in the garden, and he says, If I had only remembered to telephone the police next morning, seven murders might have been averted. (laughs) Laura and I often run into books like that, and Laura always says she holds the people who tell those stories in utter contempt, which is her way of saying they give her a pain. If we saw a sinister stranger digging a grave in our garden, we would remember to telephone the police all right. Oh my god, that's hilarious. So disconcerting. I I was like that that shows a lot about the character. That that's just a great introduction to this book. And it's it is just a fun fun little book. I recommend it highly. Well, that's all for now. Check out our social media. I don't know what they are, but it's in the show notes. We would love to hear your thoughts about Ghost Squad. Thanks for joining in on our discussion. Until next time, don't forget to treat yourself.